Hey, Joe. Yeah? You know how usually at the beginning of the episodes of Not Qualified, we do these, like, cold opens where one of us says hey to the other and then we say something that ties into the episode? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, anyway... Um, Hey everybody, welcome back to Not Qualified, I'm Zeph. Hey Zeph. Hey, okay, so listen everybody out there, you know what you should do? Wait, Joe, what should they do? Whoa, who's Joe? Okay, they should leave, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. Yes. They should go to, can you leave reviews on Spotify? No, I don't think so. Okay, then but forget it. But they should it. also call in and leave a voicemail. Yes, and at, at 918-268-6337. And we will talk about whatever they want us to talk about because we're shills. Also, um, if you haven't already, you should go to zephfoster.com. That's Z-E-F-F-O-S-T-E-R.com slash podcast to buy some cool, not qualified merch. What all stuff do we have, Joe? We have hats. We have mugs. We have shirts. We have stickers. We have uh, sweatshirts. Yeah, we have phone cases. Uh, We have socks. Socks. Posters. Yeah. Yeah, You said hats at the beginning. I think we might actually not. That's something I'm working on. Okay. It's the one thing we don't have. No hats. I take it back. So what are we talking about today? So we're just kind of catching up on some stuff we've seen recently. Um, cool, cool. Because yeah. we've got a few different little things that we don't feel like deserve a full episode. Yeah, so we're just going to fill in the blanks. Joe, what's something you've seen recently um, since I'm, the last episode? I'm going to get this out of the way. Okay. I watched the movie The Guilty. It was a Netflix movie, which means it was probably an indie movie, and then Netflix bought it. Um, it, means it was, what it means is it was probably a first-time director, and they shot it on a, like a DSLR yeah, camera. I guarantee that's exactly with no budget, but they were really artsy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it follows Jake Gyllenhaal. Is that the character's name? Jake Gyllenhaal, and he what? is a um, police dispatcher. And then throughout the movie, you find out he was. On probation for killing a guy, and the person, the whole movie follows him trying to figure out this mystery of this woman who's being kidnapped, and then it turns out she's not being kidnapped. She's been taken to a mental hospital because her husband caught her uh, tearing open her baby son. Really gross movie. Wow. Uh, Or, yeah, I guess, weird situation. Um, The whole movie takes place inside of that office building. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, I guess I'm... uh, a bad cop because I shot a guy. It was okay. I'd probably give it like a 64. All right. Solid. Here's something I've seen. Yeah. This is not recent. We just never talked about it as far as I know. Oh, yeah? Uh, it was a Netflix original as well. came out earlier this year or last year. It all blurs together at this point. Okay. The Woman in the Window starring Amy Adams. I didn't did watch you, it. Did you watch that? No. Nope. Okay. Um... Well, I'll give you the rundown, I guess. It was just Rear Window. It mm-hmm. was the plot of it was literally the plot of Rear Window. Mm-hmm. And they even do a, like they even reference that because at the beginning of the movie she's watching Rear Window. Oh. The only difference is she's not like physically crippled, she's just agoraphobic and then she sees a crime or she thinks she does and then it's like a psychological thing. It's like the people are messing with her head and then to be honest, I don't remember how it ends or what the I just know there's a twist of some kind. Um, I'd give it a um, uh, 60. Fair enough. Um, I also watched 
we watched together Halloween 2018. Oh wow, we forgot to talk about that. Yeah, the the reboot to the Halloween franchise. It's kind of uh, a reboot. Uh, the it's actually re- a reboot. Well, yes, but it's actually a it's sequel. Actually a sequel. But it is a reboot. It's a soft reboot, but it's a sequel. Uh, not to be confused with the hard reboot directed by Rob Zombie. Correct. Or the sequels mm-hmm. so to the original movie. Um, technically, it's Halloween Two. Not to be confused with Halloween Two or Halloween Two. Yeah. Red Letter Media already did this joke. Blah 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 blah. Good movie. I liked it. That was a pretty solid movie. Um, probably give it like a 41. That's solid. I'll just agree with you so I don't have to think. Okay. Um, you know, the weird... We'll talk about that a little bit because I really like the original Halloween. Even yeah, if it is like one of my least favorite John Carpenter movies, yeah. it's still a solid movie. Um, and I, I enjoyed it, but I will say it's something that did not need a single sequel and you can't make sequels to it without being really dumb. <coughs> Halloween three, yeah. And then, but Halloween twenty eighteen was weird because it was like parts of it were great. It had the scariness of Michael Myers down, but the characters were all bad. Mm-hmm. Um, except for Laurie Strode, it's kind of cool that they made her some crazy prepper. But they just I don't know. And then I really liked that they kind of reversed it. Spoiler alert. For Halloween 2018, but at the end, she ends up hunting Michael Myers, and all the shots from the original are reversed, and like he pushes her out a window and looks down, and she's gone, that mm. kind of stuff. Um, but other parts of the movie were real weird, like the comedic relief at random points Yeah, that was just very out of place, and like characters would have weird little moments where they try to give you a glimpse of who they are. Yeah. And like like the cops in the car. The cops in like, the car and the little boy that's being babysat. The boy. And then there's another one. Um, it's like people just give a little bit of exposition right before they die. And yeah. then that's it. I don't know. Which, it was written by Danny McBride, so I can see the, the <laughs> yeah. comedy being bled through. You know, you know what my favorite part of that movie was? Well, is it, This was unintentionally comedic. But there's the new Dr. Loomis character. <laughs> the character who's basically the new Dr. Loomis, yeah. right? From the original. And at one point, a character says, who is this? And Jamie Lee Curtis says, it's the new Dr. Loomis. <laughs> she literally yeah. says it. It's almost like she looked right at the camera yeah. and said, hey, Very audience, heavy-handed. this is the new Dr. Loomis. Yeah. Anyway, okay, Perfect. next. Uh, can't wait to watch Halloween Kills. Here it sucks. Can't wait to watch it. Um, you see, 3 po is a gay man in that movie. Fair enough. It's like a uh, solo. Uh, we I watched the game, um, yeah, which Mike, you have uh, seen. Uh, David I don't, Fincher. Yeah, I don't know if you have talked about it already on the. I don't podcast. think I've talked about it on the podcast. I've talked about it a lot in real life. Yeah, Michael um, Douglas. So we have both now watched the game. Okay. Um, I knew what I was going to see going into it. You didn't. Tell me no. about your experience with the game. Okay, so my experience with the game was with my mother. Um, uh-huh. She said, hey, this movie came out a while back, and uh, she, I don't know, she remembered liking it, I guess. And so she was like, all right, let's watch this. And it was just me and her. We watched this movie. And she was like, you know, got to pay attention and all this stuff. Anyway, so we watched the game together. And this premise of this movie, and boy, this is going to be rough because I don't remember a lot. But it's fuzzy. But Michael oh, Douglas plays correct, a dude. businessman, mm-hmm. a rich guy. Mm-hmm. His father died when he was young. Yeah. And he has traumatic memories from that. Mm-hmm. Note. I would like to say that they're, the way they displayed his splotchy old memories through like actual old choppy film was really cool. It was oh, a really yes. it was the, so the opening, creative. Yes. The opening was amazing, and it, it uh, pops up a couple other times throughout the movie yes. when he's remembering. I'll start yeah. out by saying that this movie, in almost every way, was great. 
Um, but there is one aspect of this movie that lowers its score for me by dozens of points. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, and it's David Fincher, so it's very yeah. like mysterious, washed out grungy, colors, grungy kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's like, yeah. Anyway, so the premise is this businessman guy uh, he gets a note he get, takes a job off. his brother recommends the business to him oh because he's, like, he's dealing my life he's dealing with like, like a therapy kind of thing is it like he's sort dealing of, with something yeah. and he's like well he's like or is hey, he just like this changed my life you should go his brother's like hey i'm clean it changed my life and he's like oh wow my brother's clean it changed his life i should go I should check okay it so out. he shows up to this place and it's real creepy and they want to do something to him and yeah they're like, I'm, I'm boy, I'm fuzzy on this. But anyway, <laughs> I do remember that it, he leaves and then he comes back later and it's gone. The office was like all fake. And it's, yeah. Anyway, so he starts unraveling this mystery of like who are these people and what's going on. There's some vast conspiracy. People are out to get me. He gets shot at. Wild mm-hmm. stuff. And he unravels the mystery. Okay, so there's the premise that I will say before. Oh, and he realizes he's being watched. He finds cameras inside his puppets at his house. Who has puppets at their house? I don't know. Yeah. So the whole movie. But that's the last. The rest is spoilers, right? Yeah. Are we going to talk about spoilers? Uh, I was just like clearing up um, the plot. Um, the whole movie, he's taking part of this game. He goes to this company and he's like, all right, I'm taking all these tests, but what is it actually for? And they're okay, like, oh, tests. right. It's a game. All of this is a game. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, you're signing up for a game. Have fun, bud. And then the rest of the movie, all of the series of events, you actually find out. Spoiler. Spoiler. Are a part of the game. Yeah, everything. Because he leaves and he thinks people are watching him. People are hunting him down. He assumes that this company is actually a sham and that they're hunting him down and they're trying to kill him because he's finding out too much stuff. Turns out it was all part of the game in the first place. And then it does like a double fake out. Because he finds out it's part of the game, but then he thinks part of it's still real. And, like, I don't remember there's a woman. Yeah. I don't remember the details. Here's the part of the movie that takes me out of it completely. And I just could not. I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was the ending. Yeah. He ends up on the top of this rooftop. He's driven to the point of insanity. He knows it's a game to some extent. But then he thinks that's... Oh, he thinks somebody dies. He watches somebody get shot. Uh, he has a gun. And he thinks he found a gun that they didn't find. So he's oh, like, he thinks he found the one real the, gun. The one real gun. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to shoot somebody. And they're like, please trust us. Like We know you figured it out. But it was actually all a ploy because this is all a build-up to your birthday party. And just watch watch the people come out those doors. And he's like, I'm going to shoot somebody. He doesn't believe them. He's, and doesn't yeah. believe them. And then they bust through the doors, and he shoots his brother, who just walked out the door. Oh, no, I killed my brother. Oh. Oh. And so then he commits. That's what it was. So he's accidentally he's killed his brother now, mm-hmm. and he's driven to the point of suicide. He leaps off of he the building. He jumps off of the skyscraper. Yeah. He falls onto the next building, hundreds glass of stories below, through ceiling. a glass ceiling, and lands <gasps> on a giant cushion with a big X on it. X marks the spot. He lands on the cushion, and he gets up, and he's in a ballroom, and it, it's his birthday party. And his brother shows up, and his brother's not really dead. And the whole thing, up until this point, was part of the game. Congrats. It was all fake, and welcome to your birthday party. It was wild. Which, just the the, the idea of something, oh, it's all a game. Ah, that's cool. That's a great David Finchery twist, I guess. But... 
the fact that they drove a man to the point of suicide, not to mention the actual logistics of the thing, that they just, he happened to jump off the correct side of the building. If he had jumped off another side of the building, he'd be dead. He'd be splatted on the pavement. Yeah. And plus, there's no way they could know he was going to jump off and commit suicide. What if he shot himself or tried to with a fake gun? What if any number of thousands of things could have happened? But then he jumped off the right side of the building, just happened to. Yeah. And then he lived the, through the fall, which is he didn't land on his neck on the pillow. Um, and then he just got over it. A man who was suicidal 15 seconds ago is yeah. now fine and enjoying his birthday party. I thought that was the dumbest ending to yeah, a movie. Yeah, it was kind of wild. Um, um, anyway, you. Not a great ending, but I do think the movie. Everything else was very great. well done. It's very David Fincher. I think David Fincher is such a great director. Um, all in all, I mean, even with like the wild ending, and the end, the the movie ends actually ends in an even weirder place because then he leaves his birthday party and he's like, oh, I guess I'm fine now. This was fun. Thanks, bro. And then this girl that's been a part of his like game story this whole time, she's leaving and he's like, hey, oh, yeah. I forgot to get your name. And she's like, oh, it's uh, Janine. I don't remember her name. And he's like, oh, Janine, do you want to go on a date? And then that's where the movie ends. Yeah. Well, how so, would you rank the game? Um, I agree with you. It brought it down several points. The ending was not... It was just... It pushed it too far. It was just too ridiculous. Um, I liked it more than I didn't like it. So I'd probably put it at like a 48... 40... 46. 46. I'll say... I'll say 49. I I think I did like it more than I didn't like it, but it was close for me. (laughs) It all... The ending for me... It probably bothered me more than it did you. I don't know why. I was just like, that took me out of it. I can't do that. What's your favorite... This is just tangent. Favorite David Fincher movie? I'm a big fan of Seven. I have not seen Seven. It's a really good movie. My favorite, since you asked, is um, The Social Network. That's also a very good movie. Closely followed by, I don't know, Zodiac maybe? Zodiac was awesome. Uh, Did he do Benjamin Button? Uh, Maybe. Feels right. I didn't watch Benjamin Button. Yeah, me neither. Uh, It's got Brad Pitt and it's grungy, so it probably probably was him. Uh, but you want to know what I did watch? What? Ted and Ted 2. Oh, they go ahead were, and talk about those. They're 49, both of them. Uh, <laughs> what also I watched? <laughs> Do you have any movie that you That was watched? all you wanted to talk That's about? That's all I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, it's just Family Guy. I have watched the... Well, okay, this is kind of weird. The time we're recording this. Um, because I'm not finished. But I have two episodes left of the new uh, David... Oh, no, not David... Uh, the new, oh gosh, what's his name? I always blank on his name. I love him. Mike Flanagan, Mike Flanagan. show, Midnight mm. Mass on Netflix. And so far, I'm not finished, so I don't know how it's going to end. But I think Midnight Mass is his best work yet. Mm. I oh. think it's better than Haunting of Hill House, which I loved. Haunting of Blind Manor, which I loved just Best work as far as Netflix series go. And I think it's better than any of his movies. Wow, okay. And I'm a huge fan of him. I love Oculus. Mm-hmm. I love Doctor Sleep. I love, uh, oh, what am I leaving out? I mean, a lot of things, but Hush. I, Hush is okay. What else? What's something more recent he did? I don't remember. Uh, whatever. I do think it's probably his best work. Well, we'll have to wow. see how it ends. Okay. But something about it, it's like he took the, he kicked it up a notch. It's got better cinematography, better color, like just 
color in general because a lot of his stuff is like greenish tinted and yeah. we, it's like why does this look like this um, but this doesn't this is beautiful beautifully shot beautifully written uh, great performances yeah. and um, speaking of Mike Flanagan I really didn't like Gerald's game uh, yeah we watched that together I didn't really like that very much either um, it's not even his fault. It's just I don't like the story. I've heard the story. Yeah, I'm not even interested in watching the story now. Just mm-hmm. I feel like if he did the book justice or the story justice, then I know what the story's going to be, and I'm really not super interested. No, I, I'm not into it. I don't care. The movie? 59? 60? Yeah, somewhere around there. By the way, if you're a first-time listener, our ranking system is one is the best movie we've ever seen, and 100 is the worst, and we just place it in between. So yeah. I always like to say that because uh, people have bad memories. So what is next on your list? The next movie I have on my list is honestly one of, the, one of my favorite movies I have seen all year. Okay. This movie was so ridiculous... But God, was it good. It's Frequency. Oh, man. <laughs> we need to talk about Frequency. I've seen, I saw Frequency a couple years ago. Yeah. And I just watched it probably two nights ago. It's one of the most whack movies I've so ever seen in my ridiculous. life. So absurd. And I've only seen it once, so I'm going to be fuzzy on the details again. Do you want to give an overview of what the heck that movie is? Yeah, for sure. So it <laughs> follows um, a man, uh, Dennis Quaid, in 1969... And he is a firefighter. Unfortunately, he goes into a building one day, and he doesn't make it out. Uh, he dies there in the building, trying to save somebody. His son grows up. Who plays comes, his son? Um, Jim Chavizel. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Um, who? And he goes on to be a cop, and he's trying to figure out, like, you know, crimes. Anyways, the, the day his dad died, or like that whole weekend... Um, giant solar flare pops up, creates an aurora in New York. Um, and then 30 years later or whatever, whenever his son is all grown up, um, another solar flare happens, another aurora pops up. And the frequencies that were going out through uh, Dennis Quaid's ham radio connect with the frequencies that were going on 30 years later. So Completely scientific. Complete, so ridiculous. Jim Treviso was talking to his dad 30 years ago through sci-fi radio wave or time communication, communication. kind of absurd. He's like, I'm talking to my dad right now. So they have that little kerfuffle and he's like, you're my dad. Here's, here's all these things I know about you. And Dennis Quaid's like, leave me the heck alone. I don't know how you know all this stuff. And he's like, here, I'll tell you what the Mets say, let's go Mets win a home run Mets goal, baby. Love the Mets. They're going to win. Uh, this whole this game this is how they're gonna win it. And the next day he gets on. And he's like, "Oh my God, you're my son. It's crazy. You you uh, talked about the Mets. Crazy." And then the New York Mets. The movie goes from sad, somber, like bro. This movie does a genre. It hit like jumps times. so hard. It like very melancholy, sad family story, um, and then jumps to. Um, Kind of like a, hey, dad, I don't want you to die this day. Um, please, like, avoid this fire or whatever, the fire in this building. 
And he eventually saves his dad from that day. And it happens, and he's thinking, and he's like, oh my gosh, my dad didn't die that day. But I remember him dying, but I know he didn't die that day. And he's talking to the people around him. He's like, hey, did my dad die in a fire? And he goes, no, your dad died of cancer 10 years ago. And he's like, oh, crazy. So you can change. So he could change the stuff by talking to his dad. So then it goes into hard crime mystery, and he's like solving murders through the past, like uh, through his dad. Um because why not? Because why not? Um, he's using his dad to solve murders because because whenever he changed time, his mother ended up getting murdered. So he has to solve these crimes about all these murders to stop his mother from getting murdered. And then eventually he saves his dad and mom enough so that they're both living in the present. And that's it. It ends. It was wild. It was so ridiculous. At one point, the guy that they're trying to find and defeat in the past... They're also trying to find and defeat in the future. And then they both wind up in the house and they can hear each other like Dennis Quaid's fighting the guy and Jim Chavizel's fighting the guy. And they can both hear each other fighting the same exact guy 30 years apart through the radio. And then he kills him in the past. And because whatever, it saved Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid lived and the dad has been around this whole time because he changed the past. And then Dennis Quaid shoots the bad guy in the present because he has, he's alive. And he just... Saved his dad up until he was alive in the present. You, this is a movie you cannot think about. No, it's so at dumb. all. It's so dumb. It's stupid, but, but it's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah, it, I, yeah, it's stupid. Give it a ranking. I honestly, I'd probably put it at like twenty four. Yeah, just yeah, sure. I'd have to rewatch it. I don't know, but it was just enjoyable to um, watch. You just have to get past how dumb it is. So, a movie that I'd like to talk about. That I've never talked about on the show. But I did watch it recently. I've seen it many times over the years. Yeah. And I think after you watch it, so mm-hmm. I won't talk about this much, but after you watch it, because okay. I've been telling you to, we should do an episode on it. Okay. But the movie is Dan in Real Life, mm-hmm. starring Steve Carell yeah. and written and directed by some dude that never has made anything it's else. It's the movie about the guy that likes uh, sleeping on pancakes, right? That's what the album cover would have you believe. Okay. That never happens in the movie. So what am I watching? The, Some you're kind watching of Steve Carell fall in love with a weird woman. Um, okay. Dan in Real Life is a phenomenal movie. I it's a you could I guess technically you call it a rom com, but it's not really. It's just one of those kind of uh, slice of life movies, except a little bit more structured than most slice of life movies. Like it, mm. characters have arcs and there's a purpose to things. Yeah, and it has a happy butterfly ending. Like a lot of rom-coms. But it, but the movie itself is not rom-com trope at all. It's just, yeah. it is about Steve Carell playing a serious dude, dad, falling <coughs> in Anyway, mm. wonderful movie. Charming, well-written, well-directed, uh, well-shot, great performances. It really captures the feel of like family reunions really well. Because the whole thing is like them going to visit his parents and uh-huh. just the family get together. I don't know. He plays a guy whose wife is dead and he's raising three daughters. He's like a newspaper columnist who has a column about raising kids. And... Uh, then he meets a woman and falls. Anyway, great, great movie, and we should do an episode on it when you see it. What's your rating? Oh, for Dan in Real Life, honestly, and this is a, it goes up every time I watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna say 18. Wow, right on. And yeah, just because it's like I don't, I can't think of really any flaws. I do have some qualms with the ending. Yeah, but we'll talk about that when we uh, when we get there. That reminded me of a different movie. Uh, you know, a movie I really like. Hmm. Stranger Than Fiction. 
Hey, that's a great movie. Talk about it. Genuinely, I honestly think that is probably... I would probably list that movie at like an 8. I love that movie. Yeah. The movie is about... You uh, you talk about that movie more than any other film. Do I? I don't know. I feel like you talk about that movie every week. I talked about that movie a lot when I watched it. But, well, I think what it is is... Somebody brings up that movie all the time, That's and fair. you always say, "Oh, I love that movie." That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. I do that. It's like um, always a different person, but somebody's always bound to say, "Have you seen Stranger Than Fiction?" Yeah, I love that movie. Um, yeah, it's about a guy. I think his name's Arthur. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell um, is a guy, and there's a woman writing a story that happens to uh, she mantles his life with this story. Um, nice Elder Scrolls yeah. lore reference, um, bud. You're welcome, and. Shout out to Michael Kirkbrad. I know you're a regular listener. That'd be rad. That'd be cool. What if he like tweets at me after this? You guys are friends on Facebook, aren't you? Um, no, I'm friends with his wife. Nice. Um, anyways, because she's writing a story now about his life, he starts to hear a narrator talk about his life, and then he finds out through the narrator that he's going to die. So he's trying to figure out how to stop him from dying. Uh, and then he just... Moves away from his IRS job and like living life and finding love. It was a lot of fun. I like it. Uh, I don't. Do I have one. Yeah, I have a couple. Okay, one is um, I recently watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Sick, love that. Movie. Great movie. And honestly, I'm gonna say it. It's better than the original. I really like Blade Runner, the original yeah. Ridley Scott. Although I don't know which cut I've seen, so that affects Fair. it huge. Yeah. I, I just don't remember. I think it was Final Cut. I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, and I liked it. Very atmospheric, very cool, very moody. Yeah. Not a lot to go on as far as plot goes. Yeah. Um, very simple, bare bones Very plot. simple. And just kind of leaves you at the end. Blade Runner 2049 is touching. Yeah. It's like heart-wrenching. Yeah. Which the first one didn't have at all. The first one was like cold and bleak. And somehow the second one, 2049, is even darker. And like the world it paints is even bleaker and like mm. horrible. But it's way more touching emotionally. Yeah. So and um, and honestly, I really like Ryan Gosling. I do too. Call me a notebooker. I've actually never seen the Notebook, but I really like Ryan Gosling. Um, so Blade Runner twenty forty nine is great, and that'll segue us into when we talk about Dune next week, directed by Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> um, uh, one more movie. Well, two yeah. more because these are two movies that I saw in the past six months mm. that I just know we'll probably never do an episode on so okay. we'll just talk about them now you seen Wizards no directed by uh, oh what's the guy's name um, uh, it's the guy that directed the animated Lord of the Rings um, um j- uh, j- John j- John Ralph Jackson Bach- Ralph Bakshi that, that's what I was saying um, yep. anyway Ralph Bakshi was like a very controversial provocative animator in the 70s and 80s he made all these movies that were like i don't know he he got off to a hot start like critically acclaimed made these he has this weird animation style and then the longer he went he started doing weird stuff and wizards he made in 1977 uh boy that was just a i I do not know how to feel about that movie i'm gonna put it see the thing about it is if somebody else had written it it might have been better but a lot of the dialogue and characters were just underwritten but the concepts were cool the world building was cool like the lore Mm -hmm. and the animation i loved and a very trippy weird fantasy movie about wizards i won't go into all that crap but 
but just some of the details, I was like, yeah, that just not live up to the concept, you know. So I'll put it at like a forty-two, maybe. Right. Um, this had pre-Star Wars Mark Hamill in it. Yes, same year as Star Wars, but, but technically pre-Star Wars. Yeah. Also, um, one more movie I'd like to talk about mm-hmm. that I never want to do an episode on is Chinatown. Uh, directed by no one, weirdly enough. Nobody directed that movie. It just was, yeah, isn't that weird how that can happen? It's just a movie doesn't have a director. <laughs> Got it. Just kidding. Yeah. It was directed by Roman Polanski, the convicted, convicted, not accused, convicted rapist, statutory rapist, yeah. pedophile. Roman Polanski should be in jail. He should. But he fled the country, so he's still been making movies for the past 40 years. And anyway, this was directed by him before he went... No, this was the first movie he made after he fled the country. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Chinatown is one of those movies you see in like Roger Ebert's list of all-time greatest movies. It's like one of those you always hear about as being... That is just the best noir movie. It's the best whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a classic. And uh, you hear a lot about it. Well, let me tell you right now. Um, don't waste your time. It... I don't say that to be like a like, oh look I'm cool because I like something that I don't like something that is critically acclaimed or what I just mean. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. The movie was well shot. The movie was well acted. Jack Nicholson was great in it. It was uh, an engaging story. You know as well. Everything everything about it was great except the ending sucked and was weird and sudden and nihilistic for no reason other than Roman Polanski's angsty. And two, it is not good enough to justify like consuming a, something made by a dirtbag. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, like it's good, it's fine, but it's not good enough that I would ever want to be a fan of anything Roman Polanski has made. So um, there's my review. Yep, fair enough. Any last things you want to talk about? Um, speaking of Ryan Gosling... <laughs> Nice guys, probably a, a twelve. Oh, Love that nice movie. guys, yeah. I'd give it. I'd honestly, yeah, I'd give it a fifteen, probably. Yeah, good movie. Um, no, I'd right. probably give. I'd probably give it a twenty. I'd give it a twenty. Anyway, was uh, that all you had? I don't think I have any other movie. I don't um, think about. Hey, well, do you know what the thing that happened was just now? What? Oh wait, hold on. Wait, sorry, I was about to end the episode. Go ahead. Prospect. Oh, we were supposed to do an episode on it once I watch it. Yeah. Love that movie. Heads up. What were you going to say? I was going to say, bye. Bye.